Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ahí va a llegar el gol del Arsenal Ophil. Marca Mesut Ophil. Bellerín, qué golazo. Magnífico. Gol. Qué golazo de Bellerín, gol del Arsenal. Gran gol de Bellerín, 1-0. This is Arscast Extra. Hello there, welcome to another Arscast Extra. As always, with James from Gunnerblog. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. How's it all going? It's going fine. Yeah? yeah. Not too bad. We've got a sunny week in London. Yeah, we're we're having some not rain here too. It's great. Amazing. You brought it back from Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. We got, um, uh, had a bit of a barbecue yesterday evening. That was good. Was warm. That is good, isn't it? It's rarely a barbecue doesn't improve things. That's very true. That's very true. Just a burger and some chicken, but it was nice to sit in the back garden and, um, and uh, eat things and drink some nice cold wine. That's what it's for at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's, uh, how's your new place? New place is fine, yeah. It's very quiet at the moment. My flatmate's gone away, and he, said he'd, he said he'd be back last night, but he's not, so... Are you, are you worried that he might have fallen victim to some kind of serial killer? Well, he went to Liverpool, so I'd say the chances of that are quite high. Mmm, yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I am a little concerned, but I'm also enjoying the solitude, so swings and roundabouts. Yes, yes. There is a lot to be said for having time to contemplate one's own existence. I'll just level with you, by the way. Yeah. I don't really know what the phrase swings and roundabouts means. Well... Do you? Yeah. It's just something I throw into conversation, but I've got no idea how to explain what it means to anyone. Isn't it the the case that uh, it swings and roundabouts? It's sort of like, um, you know, you've got to accept some good with some bad and that kind of thing. I don't know which is the good thing or the bad thing, though. Swings is that the or same roundabouts. As, yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't know which I prefer. Yeah. I'm probably more of a roundabout man because I had an accident on a swing as a child. Right. Where I sort of went up and over the top, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah, that could colour one's opinion of swings. I mean, I am quite accident prone. People listening to the podcast will pick that up over the years. Yes. Swings and roundabouts. Um, I'm just looking it up here just to see what it means. Something you say to describe a situation in which there are as many advantages as there are problems. Okay, so I did sort of use it correctly. Yeah. Is apples and oranges the same? Well, no, they're not the same because they're very different. Right. They're very, they're, not- they're quite different indeed. Okay, okay. Yeah. To a swing and a roundabout yeah, and well, to each other. Well, of course, of course. Um, what, what's your preference, apples or oranges? Apples, mate. Really? Yeah, do you not? No. Oranges, all the way. Have you seen they've started making orange cider? What? Yeah. Surely so by its, its its very definition, you know, it, that, that couldn't work. Orange cider, really? Yeah, first they started with the pears, 
Then they moved on to berries. Summer fin- fruits. Exactly. Limes got involved. Finally, they've landed on orange. Damn, don't, don't damn, know what took them so long. Damn you, Copperberg. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I exactly. presume it's them, the crazy ones. You wouldn't have any of that nonsense down here in, It'll be in co- Ireland. Copperberg or Recordalig or some other un- unspellable brand. Yeah. It's, people, why can't you just stick with the apples? I know. Do it, you know. So I like an apple. You're not. You're not as keen. No, definitely not. I, you know, I, I, I just find them too, too much work. You know, more, more than an orange. You've got to peel an orange, mate. Yeah, I know, but you could, I'm good. I like things with my hands. I'm tactile well, like that. You see, oh, I don't, don't want to do. Don't all show the work. off with your your two functioning hands. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which. How, uh, did you get the cast off yet? Or that's that's tomorrow. Tomorrow, C- cast gate. Although I have read your blog this morning, in which uh-huh. you speculate at some, you know, length about whether I might be prepared to injure myself. So we've got something to talk about on this show. Yeah. Now I'm nothing if not a team player. Okay. So I've brought a number of implements with me, and if it comes to it, we've got that in in the, in the locker. Right. Well, look, I have to say that I'm I'm impressed. I mean, I'm I've a- got a big knife. Right. I've got a spoon. Don't know what I would do with that. Could gouge out one of your eyes with a spoon. Potentially. A cheese grater. Certainly that could be um, that could be used. Yeah. And then I've got just a set of keys. So, again, that's for sort of minor stabbing injuries. Right. Well, look, you know, your commitment to, to the art form is, is unparalleled, really, because I'm pretty sure there wouldn't be too many other podcasters out there who would if it came right down to it, injure themselves on air, live on air. Well, it's live for us. You know what I was thinking, actually, before we get mm-hmm. back to the um, to the bits about you hurting yourself deliberately? Um, yeah. we, we should probably um, periscope one of these or something. Would it be weird if I periscoped and you periscoped at the same time and it was like slight delay? We could cause a rift in the space-time continuum. That'd be like time travel. Yeah. We should do that. I mean, I don't actually have Periscope on my phone at the moment, but next time. Yeah, sure. next time. I've got it, but I'm kind of afraid to push it because then it's like, uh, I'm live on the internet and stuff. Yeah. And then there'll be somebody who'll go, your costume is not sexy enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but, I, I'm often saying that to you about your costumes yeah. that you wear for the podcast. It's Yeah, it's my big worry. My big make, a big, make a big effort. Um, I like this, though, because now this podcast feels a bit like the bus in speed. It's like if it drops between a, cer- a certain level of chat, something someone's going to get hurt. Well, when you say someone, we, we mean you, of I'm going to hurt myself <laughs> with these influences, is what I mean. Right. Um, I have been getting recognised more because of the cast. That's been interesting. Because of the podcast? Were you being uh, you know, a bit <laughs> informal about the podcast or the actual cast on your arm? When I say cast, I, I mean, I think it's the cast on my arm. Basically, in the past month, a lot more often people have been going to me, oh, got a blog or whatever. And I thought <laughs> briefly that I might be sort of more, uh, you know, more successful, more prolific in my work. But then I've realised it's the, it's the visual clue of the cast, I think, that is enabling people to work it out quicker. This is, if nothing else, more evidence that you hurting yourself and doing damage to yourself is beneficial for your career. Right. You see? Right. Yeah. So nobody, and, and nobody... you're not saying that just because you've got nothing to talk about on the podcast, are you? No, not at all. And not because I would take any pleasure in you being injured or hurt, or hurt in any way. I, I just right. want to make that very clear. But I, yeah, it, I just want to make sure you're not just setting me up here. No, it's... no, not at all. But I think right. I saw a video 
uh, last week uh, of a guy who claims to have met you in the park. And Chris, then he, Chris, his name was. Yeah. yeah. And then he did. Um, then he did like a video, like a uh, what's the one you do after the well, whistle? Well, I do like on the whistle or something, and he did like a little parody version, didn't he, of, of meeting me? Yeah. Um, that was quite surreal. Nice bloke though. And uh, yeah, so there've been like quite a few incidents like that. A guy whose name escapes me took a photo of me walking down the street and tweeted it at me. Really? I think he'll be killing me next week. I yeah, imagine for sure. You want uh, to move house again? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this was in central London. No, nowhere's safe. A woman on the train asked me to tell her the time, and then said, "Oh, it is you." Then just wanted to check the voice. Really. Yeah, wow. that, was, that was quite weird. <laughs> um, this is happening with sort of distressing regularity. I mean, it's very nice. What's interesting is most people, uh, when they get recognised, they they sort of like, if they're with other people, they're like, excuse me, I'm with someone else. And when they're on their own, that's fine. For me, it's the inverse. If I'm on my own, generally I'm scared. If I'm with other people, it looks vaguely impressive. So yeah. if you could try and keep it when it looks like I'm trying to impress someone, that would be... That would be appreciated. Okay, yeah. Well, I think that's something the public owes you. Yeah. Well, definitely, you know. You know. For all these free podcasts. Absolutely. And, and the injuries that are, you're, are bound to be sustained over the, the course Just of the next 40 minutes or so. Take, taking one for the team again yeah. and again. Yeah. So, look, uh, nothing happening. Nothing happening, no. No check? No check. I'm sort of... I was vaguely hoping he might be announced while we were, inverted commas, on air. So we could, I don't know, talk about what his Puma hat looks like or his controversial decision to take the curse number nine shirt. Yeah, that would be hilarious, actually. Check nine. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be up there with Galas 10, wouldn't it? It really would. So, But I think that's, uh, from from everything we can gather, it's just a matter of of things being dotted and crossed. If he had a medical on Friday and all the fee is agreed and personal terms are agreed, then it's surely just a matter of making it official. So yeah. we, we shouldn't be worried. No, I don't think so. I mean, basically, if you think about the spelling of Czech, um, there's actually that sort of weird accent on the C. It's like a kind of upside-down triangle. And I imagine what's happening is the club shop are desperately trying to fashion something to represent that on the shirt. They just would have to get really teeny-tiny Vs. Yeah. Turn like them upside-down. Children's Vs. Oh, it's not even upside-down. Sorry, it's the right way oh, up. Oh, it's the, the right it. way up. Okay. So they just need a tiny, tiny V. But I imagine, yeah, the 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 you know the Arsenal dot com page is being loaded with that, with that yeah. particular thing in the in their font. They probably could, don't have the font thing, yeah. Exactly, that's the only explanation. Um, other than that, it's pretty deathly quiet. Unless you want to delve into the world of Arturo Vidal. I was about to say, what do you mean? Aren't we signing Arturo Vidal? We probably signed him already. <laughs> Yeah, there's some sort of font issue holding up. They're, they're using all the all the Vs uh, for check. Sure. That's the problem. Sure. Um, <laughs> and this was quite a surreal story, wasn't it? Because I believe it was one of those where the, the man who kind of sparked it all has since pulled off his mask in a Scooby-Doo-esque reveal. <laughs> to say, <Yeah. laughs> There was no Argentinian journalist on the radio. I am an evil genius and you're all fools. I have fooled you all. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, look, in fairness, you have to you have to tip your hat and give all the credit to a man who who set up a fake Twitter account to give fake information. Nobody has ever thought of doing that before. It's groundbreaking stuff. It certainly. really is. What what I like about it is that I think he then went on to tweet something like uh, that this is just to prove to you all 
that you know you shouldn't believe everything you read. I like that, like all supervillains, he kind of has a mad logical justification for his actions. Like he believes <laughs> he's doing some good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, w- when it happened, I was like, oh my god, you shouldn't believe everything you read on Twitter and on the internet. Thank goodness for this guy. He's provided the world a service because until now, pretty much everything that I read, I, I was like, oh, well, yeah, okay. All right, I know. okay. I know. Oh, okay. Finally, you'll be forced to discern. Um, thanks to this guy. He's really, you know, fortunately, I don't remember his name because I would hate to give him the option of publicity. Yeah. Um, but no, we're not, we're not signing Otto Vidal, are we? I mean, that's, uh, or at least if we are, it's unconnected to all these stories. Yeah. But that's the thing about transfer rumours. It's like, well, nah, this is all bullshit. It's not happening. I made it up. But still, maybe we might be signing him. Because this guy three months ago said this. And, you know, I mean, there are reasons why you might think it's a it's a, it's a logical or a, a potential signing for Arsenal. But, you know, I think are it's... Are there, though? I mean, I'm not sure it is that logical. Because... No, okay, logical is not the right word. Because it's very difficult to see how he fits into our team. Yeah. To be honest, because he's not a DM, is he? He's like a he's a blunderbussing, high energy, high octane career around the midfield like a mad bastard kind of a player. Yeah, he's but a bit, not of, a, a, bit not, of an Alexis in midfield, I guess. Yeah, the energy levels. But like, who scored? Dot com. Another plug there. Do a good sort of service where they show you where a player actually played over the course of the season, and the majority of his games actually came as like an attacking midfielder, you mm. know, like almost uh, in number 10 in terms of deployment. Well, we certainly don't have enough of those. Exactly, yeah, the aching gap in the squad to plug. But I think the whole Ramsey-Wilshire thing suggests that Vidal would be a a surprising signing. Yeah, it would, unless we were considering moving somebody on. Is that like a... Is that you just saying that speculatively or oh, yeah, are yeah, you telling absolutely. me that Jack Wilsh is definitely leaving? Uh, no, I just I just made that up. I, just, like I, a, I didn't make that up. I'm just saying that, you know, yeah. that would be the uh, the reason why it happened. He he would like a new contract, wouldn't he, Jack Wilshire? He's making a lot of noises about that sort of thing. What kind of noises? Like, is that it, kind of a noise. Is that his please, new contract? Please, please give him more money. It's sort of like that kind yeah. of thing. Right, but, well... Um, I, I, in fairness, that would be one way of getting a new contract, wouldn't it? You just go in and sit at the manager's desk and just make noises until he gives you well, a new contract. How like Joel Campbell <laughs> got his new deal, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, before the move to Villarreal, he just uh, just wouldn't wouldn't move. And actually, uh, Joaquin Batica sat at the back of the room uh, with a, a xylophone playing that to accompany Joel. Right. Eventually, Arsene was like, get Dick Law in here. We need to extend this contract. I cannot stand this yeah, anymore. These noises are doing my fucking head in, man. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Um, well, I don't... Yeah, maybe he... Does he get a new contract yet? Maybe he's, you know, in the situation where he's got to, you know, stay fit. Well, I think what's happened is... So he signed one not too long ago, I think two years ago, something like that. And he's doing a lot of quotes saying, I want the club to show they love me, which in football terms means give me more money. Mm. And um, I think... Think I'm not 100 percent on this, but I think he may have changed agent relatively recently. Oh, yeah. So I think that is possibly a part of it. But don't. I mean, obviously you're all going to quote me on that, but uh, I'm only about 80 percent sure on that. Gunnar but, Blog uh, says Jack Wilshire's yeah. got a got a new agent. <laughs> well, it, often these things coincide. New agent equals new deal equals money for new agent. So right, 
we shall that'll be an interesting one to, to watch I don't think he's going to go anywhere though despite all these Manchester City stories no I don't think so I think Arsene Wenger uh, really really likes Jack Wilshire and wants him to be a part of the team as we've seen um, you know throughout last season where I won't say he was shoehorned into the team but you know certainly there were uh, attempts made to get him and Ramsey into the midfield and uh, you know there's a, a lot of work gone into Jack Wilshire over the last year so I think any possibility of a move this summer is completely out of the question which is just about as big a guarantee as you can get that he's going to move to Manchester City now having said that of course but, the uh, ultimate yeah. the ultimate jinx um, what about have you watched any of the Copper America or the Women's World Cup not a single minute of any of it I've been completely not avoiding football but just not watching any football because there's there's a long season ahead a very long season ahead particularly because it starts so early on August the 2nd and then we go into European Championships Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's all that still to come. So I'm sort of having a, a football-watching break. I'm still playing football, but not watching it so much. Sure. Well, listen, any, you know, and you, you, won't, you won't care, obviously, being from another aisle. But as I've got to say, as an Englishman, seeing a team progress beyond the quarterfinals yeah. of the World Cup relatively uh, comfortably and effectively is, is a, a real novelty. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, I urge you all, to, I think Wednesday night they play the semi-final. Who are they um, playing? This is the uh, England Japan. ladies. England ladies, the lionesses. They're playing Japan, who are the world champions. Wow! Uh, yeah, and uh, definitely worth a watch. I really, I watched the quarterfinal against Canada. Really enjoyed it. Where is it being held? It is in Canada. Uh, so England knocked out the hosts, I believe. Um, you know, but it's got to be done. It's and uh, be done. a couple of a couple of Arsenal players involved as well, aren't there? Yeah, Arsenal indeed. ladies. Indeed. So you know, excellent. Bit of, bit of a gunner's interest as well. All right. Um, so, yeah, do do uh, do keep an eye on that. And the Copper America has been good fun because they've been penalty shootouts. And personally, I find penalty shootouts brilliant and hilarious. I love penalty shootouts. I don't know why everyone has uh, a negative opinion of them. I think it's easily the best way to, um, to solve a stalemate. Yeah. And well, what's good about the Copper America is they're not even bothering with extra time. They're like 90 oh, minutes. Oh, really? 90 yeah, minutes yeah. straight into penalties? Yeah, they don't mess around. That's fucking brilliant. They know what the people want. It's that thing where people go, the commentators always say, no one wants to see a game decided on penalties. What bullshit? <laughs> everyone, everyone wants to see a game decided on penalties, surely. Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's brilliant. And these people who say penalty shootouts are a lottery are assholes. They're idiots. Of course exactly. it's not a lottery. Do you know what's a lottery? A lottery. Do you know well, what's not a lottery? People having to undergo a test of skill and character. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. What the fuck was that? The lorry. He's back. It's back. I don't believe it. Oh my goodness. He's he's like a... He's, he's just like parking a... up outside. Look at that. What a sight. Oh my God. It's a sign, Andrew. It's a sign I was supposed to be here all along. There he is. Hey, oh. lorry. How you doing, lorry? What are you doing there, guy? It's like he knew. He, he sensed that one of my limbs might be veering into danger and he's just come to save the day. He's a homing, like a homing pigeon lorry. Yeah, that's it. He's been homeless. He's been looking at me. It's like a pet and it's just suddenly turned up again. Oh. Um, the, basically, so they've got these penalties and you'd think South Americans, you know, quite technically proficient, but there have been some brilliant rubbish penalties. Like, Oh, have there? Miles over the bar. Yeah. Well, like little stuttered run-ups and then just putting it wide. I've really enjoyed it. And um, what's great as well is I've really noticed a trend of when people miss, 
they sort of look back at the spot. <laughs> so like they'll, they'll knock it like 50 yards over the bar and then turn and look at the spot. It's the equivalent of when, I don't know if you're something to do, you're probably not quite as accident prone as me, but if you trip up in the street and then you look at the pavement like, something wrong with that pavement, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it certainly wasn't my clumsiness. No, it couldn't possibly be. Yeah. Um, and David Espina made a lot of headlines this week. Did you see any highlights of his performance? I saw a couple of vines. Um, a well, brilliant... What better way to assess a performance? Absolutely. It's the new YouTube. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. What an amazing save from, uh, from Messi. I thought that was fantastic to get up on, on his feed. And Messi, as I pointed out in the blog today, his, his reaction was quite something. Mm, mm. And he, he made another great save as well where he tipped it onto the post. You know, oh, I saw that one as well, yeah. And it kind of rolled back across the post and there was a guy on the post who just like hammered it, like yeah. hammered it clear. I love that. The good industrial clearance. That was great. Um, yeah, he seems to uh, seems to have had a, a good time. He likes international tournaments, doesn't he? He does. And thus will be particularly loath, I guess, to lose his, his club place. So. Mm. You know, it's interesting, the, sort of, the assumption is that he's going to be kind of forced out by Czech's arrival, but it's it's as possible that Chesney has said, I'm prepared to stay and fight for my place, and Ospina has said, I'm Fuck not, that. I need to be first choice. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably what's behind it. If, if Ospina is the most likely candidate to leave, I think it's because he wants to play regular first-team football and, you know, is wise enough to realise that if Arsenal are spending £11 million on uh, Petr Czech, then he's going to be the first choice. And mm. that's the reality of the situation. And if you want to play, you got to go somewhere else. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll get a bit more money for him now he's done so, so well yeah. in South America. Very final question for you in this part of the show. Um, what did you do to celebrate Arturo Lupoli's birthday? I howled to the moon um, in honour of the, the, the wolfish young striker. Excellent. What is, what's he up to these days? Fill me in. Um, well, uh, he said frantically Googling. <laughs> um, he is playing for a team called, uh, whoever the hell it was, Fr- Frosinone? I don't know how, how to pronounce that. All the Italians listening now will be going, oh, good Jesus. But uh, his career trajectory uh, was Arsenal to Derby County, where um, he scored seven goals, it seems. Fiorentina, uh, then Treviso, came back to England for a little while um, with some loan spells at Norwich City and Sheffield United. Uh, then went to Ascoli, Grosseto, Varese. Then he went to Budapest Honved on loan mm. and now is playing for Frosinone, uh, whoever they are and wherever they are. I don't quite know what part of, of Italy. Uh, they're in Rome, I guess. Yes, they're in Rome, playing in Serie C. Wow. So that's that's kind of what he's up to. But he and Bentner, of course, formed that magical, magical partnership at youth level for Arsenal. Um, they scored a lot of goals between them. A lot of they goals. They did, yeah. I mean, Lupoli was kind of this... He was, the, he was going to be the next fox in the box, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't pan out that way. 28 years old now. Mm. Nearly as old as me. Speaking of Bentner, did you see... Uh, Kanye West sort of go full Bentner at Glastonbury, screaming, I am the greatest rock star alive on the planet. Uh, I didn't because, frankly, I just, you know... Um, Life's too short. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kanye sure. in in, uh, in Glastonbury, not my thing. Not my Fair thing. enough, fair so, enough. But it doesn't surprise me. It was an extraordinary moment. He said, I've got something to say, you know, and in 30, 40 years... I might not be able to say it. And, and bear in mind, this was on the day where I think 
you know, all the civil courts in America or the day after it passed the kind of uh, gay rights legislation and things like that. And I was like, okay, it's going to be something profound. And then he just <laughs> bellowed that he was the greatest rock star alive on the planet. And I literally burst out laughing. <laughs> uh, he's entertaining. You have to oh, say. Undoubtedly I mean, so. Undoubtedly you know, so. There's no, there's no question about that. Um, but yeah, no, life's too short, I think. Mm, mm. All right, look, we're going to take a short break. Um, actually, before we do that, somebody asked a question. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up here. If I can find it, um, it's uh, Anthony Powell, AJ Powell, UK, who said, why do you have parts one and two? That is a really good question. Well, yeah, it's, I guess it is, but it's a quite, uh, the answer is quite simple. Why do we have a little break? Yeah. What is the answer? The answer is, um, so that uh, the format of the show lends itself to a commercial break in the middle. Ah. If and when we ever got any commercials. So we could play a little 30-second ad or 20-second ad or something like that, and it becomes part of the show quite seamlessly. Uh, people wouldn't say, oh, well, uh, no, they've broken see, the see. show into two parts for commercial reasons, those those money-grabbing bastards. It's um, genius. Yeah. It's genius. So that's what it is. And also because the two parts of the show are indeed quite distinct. One is just us talking to each other, and the other part is us talking to each other, uh, but with uh, um, obviously uh, the input of listeners and An interactive element. We're fools, though, Andrew. Why didn't we have ten parts? Think of all the sponsorship opportunities then. Fuck, yeah, fuck, luck, mate. Okay, yeah, well, well, I'm going to take this uh, this break to just cry a little. Okay, all right. Let's have, go and have a little cry, and then we'll mm. be back. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to this Arscast Extra. Time now for the questions sent to us on Twitter, at Gunnerblog and at Arsblog. And seeing as we're, we're on the theme mm. of uh, Glastonbury and all that kind of stuff, the first question is from Sasha Wilde, at Sasha Wilde 11. Oh, I can't see his tweets because I think he's blocked me or something. Oh, has he? What yeah. did you ever, what did you do? I don't know. He used to send me like a lot of um, angry messages and then right. eventually he stopped. So I think... I think he must have just got sick of me. But listen, Sasha, unblock me. Let me see what you're saying about me. Yeah. I'm interested. Let's hear this question, though. Well, the question is, why is Gunnar Blog such a cunt? <laughs> no, it's not, actually. <laughs> it's a valid question. Yeah, it is. It is. And we all know why, so there's no need to go into it. But look, the question is, would you have liked to see Czech have his photos taken at Glastonbury and be unveiled on the stage? Ooh. Well, as like a sort of that would have been great, actually. What if in like Kanye's set, you know, the he had a great light show. If it all went dark and then spotlight appeared, Petacek comes out and they launch into, you know, a duet. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com on Jesus Walks or something. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Didn't, I saw a bit of a clip 
of some guy, um, some comedian chap, uh, rushing on stage to... Lee uh, Nelson. To, yeah. Lee Nelson. He, does, he sounds like not very funny. Just his name. <laughs> it's not his real name, I believe. That's his, the character's name. I forget his real name. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't actually see that bit, but apparently he just charged on the stage. That's or something, a really terrible... If you were going to make up a character name, you'd at least think of one that could be, like, funny. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It took me a long time to come up with James from Gunnerblog, but I think it's pretty good. I would call myself Mandrake Fisticuffs. <laughs> See? I think, you sh- See? I think you should call yourself that. Yeah, that would be a great name. Simon Brodkin is his real name. Right. Which that's I would say... Certainly, that's funnier than Lee Nelson. Yeah, that was his first mistake. Mm. Um... But anyway, nice that he got on there with Kenny. I think that would have been cool to see Czech unveiled in that way. I always... I went to the kit launch this year, and every time there's a kit launch, there are people going around going, I wonder if a player's going to be unveiled, like, in the new kit. But it never, ever, ever happens. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like I, a new signing. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, last year's kit launch, when it's the first Puma kit launch, they actually announced the Alexis Sanchez signing simultaneously to the kit launch happening. So the kit launch was happening live at the Puma store in London about 9pm. Right. And then .com put up a, an article saying, oh, we signed Alexis Sanchez. But the opportunity to be like, here's the new kit, and it's being worn by an unexpected new player is so rarely, is never taken. No, no. Come on, marketing and transfer people. Get yourselves together and, and, and revolutionise the transfer industry because that's what we need. We need for PR people and marketing people and sponsorships to dictate transfers. That's, th- that's the, the next gotta go. logical step, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What was the question? Why are you such a cunt? Oh, right. Yeah, because my childhood. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with the next question. This is from Jamie Kemp, right? Right. This is a good question. Sometimes people do this. I like this. He's taken... He's written this in his notes on his iPhone and he screen grabbed it. Um... So it's a long question, just to prepare you. Okay. Okay. He asks, As we are all aware, it seems too nice of Chelsea to sell us Czech. What if he is in fact a Trojan horse, and Mourinho has loaded him with a deadly virus? He will then spread to Sanchez and Ozil, etc. Like, when he's holding up his new shirt, he'll be oddly hugging all our best players. Or more like what the Greeks did late at night, He'll stay at the stadium and things will come out of him and destroy our club. Because, to be honest, he's big enough to be a Trojan horse. (laughs) (laughs) Is he a Trojan horse? (laughs) And if so, what things would these be that are concealed inside him? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Good question, Uh, isn't it? It really is. Um, I think the first thing we need to say is that the Trojan horse was made of wood. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm aware... Petr Cech is not made of wood. So No, but we, we do know that there is a hole in his head that you could use as the kind of entrance and exit to to to, to him. Maybe that's what maybe that's, that's what the hat's, what the hat's covering hat's up. Covering up like a little hatch. Exactly. Wow, do you remember that? I don't know if you remember this, but wasn't there a cartoon called The Numbskulls? They used to yeah. live inside this guy's head. Yeah, yeah. yeah little yeah, yeah, yeah. teeny tiny almost like minions. Who are great. I'd love a minion. That would be great. I want to see that film, actually. I'm, yeah. I shamelessly admit that. Um, um, so, yeah, he could have little teeny tiny men who could... Well, I think uh, I think that's maybe where Sean Wright Phillips still is. <laughs> <laughs> I 
after all this time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they could they could uh, smear polonium all over the seats of the stadium, couldn't they? Yeah, they could do things like that. Um, but you know, I think if I was an evil genius and I was, I was, I was trying to take down an entire football club by selling them a person who had things inside them. I, you know, I'd like the idea of those things to be propelled out of somebody Ooh. rather than just sort of creeping or oozing or, or opening a little hatch. So I would like, if it was the case that Petr Cech was being sent to us to destroy all our best players, that perhaps in the dressing room he could he could fart poison-tipped bees mm. at people while while they're in the shower, and nobody would know because they'd go, oh, did you fart again? And then all of a sudden Alexis is lying there going, my leg, it's swollen and grotesque. And it's it won't exploded. work for football anymore. And uh, Petr Cech is just going, <laughs> I have done this with my poison-tipped bees that I fart. That would be I, what I would like. So that is a good idea. It's making me wonder if maybe we could, you know, lose, use Lucas Podolski or someone like that for a similar purpose. One of the players we're looking to offload this summer. Can we somehow get them into it? That's the issue. We can't get a good club, a rival club to buy any of the yeah. players we want to get rid of. Yeah, yeah tricky one yeah it is um but to answer the question no i don't think he's a trojan horse but look uh, as much as i hate Mourinho, and i really do if he were to plan something like that and carry it off you'd nearly have to doff your cap to the to the evil genius of it all yeah i would agree with you there mm. all right here's a here's a question from simon king who wants to know who has the best accent while speaking english bellerin chesney and arteta are personal favorites yeah, they're all good. Um, I like Bellerin a lot. He's got a sort of enjoyable Cockney, Catalan mm. mess of a voice. Um, Cockland's not bad. Yeah. I always remember Jeremy Alliadier. Do you remember Jeremy Alliadier's accent? Yeah, I was just going to say that he he had got a very a very interesting accent. I must we must see if we can find a. Let's see if I can find a little clip here. Yeah, Jeremy Allen our interview, and we'll see if we can get it. Uh, okay, here's one. Uh, he's this is when he's playing for Borough. Okay. Very very happy again today to to score the only goals and make the make the team win. Yeah, very very pleased. Yeah, like I said last time, I just you know maybe more focus <laughs> on it and concentrate and try to get in a better position to score goals. So, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it lately, and <laughs> and obviously suddenly it's just start happening. So I'm. Uh, I'm delighted, you know. <laughs> oh, that's the best bit. I'm delighted. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely bewildering. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so he's he's definitely right up there. But of the current crop, I think Bellerin's probably probably the best. His Spockney. Spockney. I'm yeah. enjoying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Bellerin's good. I'm trying to think, uh, is anyone else? You see, the, the thing is, when they come over at a, a young age, they tend to um, pick up the language a lot easier and a lot quicker than than the slightly older players i think well yeah well that's why i think arsenal are quite keen to get people in at like 14 15 because it does make their accents that much funnier yeah um in later life it's a key consideration and why we sign players yeah yeah for sure all right um show another one yeah um Helpfully, I've gone away from the page where I had them all. Uh, okay, we had a couple of questions about this. This one's from uh, Jack Williams. He says, I feel like we're all ignoring a key issue at the moment. Ooh, a bit stern from Jack. He's right. a yeah. Right. 
Who do we play at right back next season? Bellerin, Debussy, or even Jenkinson? And uh, Duria Florian followed that up as well by saying, How do you see our right back situation in one or two years? One or two years? Um, see into the future. Hang on. Hang on. Robots. Oh, no! The monkeys are taking over. <laughs> uh, I don't know in one or two years. I mean, I think there's tremendous competition there, isn't there, between uh, Bellerin and Debushi. Um You know, you wonder who's going to start as first choice um, next season. I mean, I think it probably should be Bellerin. I think so as well. I, li- I like Debushi, and he was obviously bought to help us transition from... Sanya to perhaps Jenkinson in the long term. Maybe that's what that plan was, buying a 29-year-old, but he's had such a difficult time with injury, and Bellerin took his chance so well, it'd be almost harsh not to play him, because he does have a, a really interesting impact on the way the team plays, and uh, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what the manager is planning on doing on the right-hand side of, of the attack or the midfield next season. But look, it's, it's too difficult to say really with any assurance because the manager might say, well, look, I, I like Bellerin. He's come along very well, but let's have a, a really experienced, solid back four, um, which would include Debushi. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's um, it's a great problem to have. I don't see Jenkinson as a, a candidate for next season at all. Um, I think he's going to go on loan, isn't he? So, yeah, it's between Debushi and Bellerin, and maybe preseason will give us a, a few more hints, but uh, all in all, a fairly healthy situation to be in. Yeah, I agree. And I think probably Bellerin will have the edge at the start of preseason, but very competitive, very close, which is probably mm. just what you want. Yeah. All right, here's a question from Ricky G at Geezy Peas, the man with the tender kisses. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he says... What are the top three football opinions or suggestions you've shared publicly that you wish you hadn't? And he gives a couple of examples like Stuart Pearce saying Dennis Bergkamp was a waste of money or Neil Ashton saying Mesut uh, Ozil was nicking a living. Wow. Okay. Um, there have been a few. There have mm. been a few. Well, because do you know what? You know that thing where people go into Twitter and dig out things you said years ago? <laughs> people uh, do that? Yeah, they couldn't yeah, be yeah. so cruel, could they? I know, I know. There's one that does come up every now and again, which I, I made a comment on Sebastian Squalacci's Arsenal debut, where I said he looked sort of very rugged, very competent, very experienced, and probably just what we needed at that time. <laughs> um, I don't which, think that's such an outrageous opinion, though. You know, uh, hindsight or history has, has proven it to be... God, like nonsense, yeah, yeah, but Absolute you know, shite. at the time when we bought Squilacci, we needed a center half. We're bringing in a French international who had been playing uh, in La Liga for a, a club that was winning things, had won European trophies. I think he won the, the championship, didn't he, as well, in, in France? Mm. You know, you're looking at it uh, in terms of the boxes that it might tick, that's it, that's a good one. All right, well, there you go. And um, more recently, I think we talked on the podcast about who would be our top scorer of the season. I think I said Danny Welbeck with 20 goals. So I was I was out on that as well. Yeah, that's I've kind of blocked that one out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were right. I think you said Alexis, and I think you were close with the numbers. Right. So there you I go. I don't remember Probably. that at all. No. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, 
But they're, they're the highlights. What about you? Have you ever been drastically wrong or are you always absolutely correct? <laughs> Have I ever been drastically wrong in 13 years of writing about uh, Arsenal? Uh, yes, I'm sure I... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the one that sticks out for me was uh, saying that Alex Song would never be good enough to uh, to play for Arsenal. And that proved to be wrong mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that he did continue to play for Arsenal for a number of years after that. And I, I, I learned a lesson from that, I have to say, in the sense that uh, after that, I tried to be a bit more, what's the word, understanding or less definitive um, about making judgments on players at a very early stage in their career. I mean, I stand by the point at that time, I don't think Alex Song was ready to play for Arsenal, but circumstances uh, dictated that uh, he was played a bit bit more often than he should have been, I think, ahead of his time, no? Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, that's that's a way that you can be wrong. You can be... um, Proven wrong by players, as uh, Coquelin has shown us in a very exactly. nice way. This is the Coquelin principle. So I think that was the biggest one. I can't really. I'm sure there have been loads, but like you say, I can't remember. Um, you know, tweet I them in, guys. <laughs> if you remember stuff, <laughs> Andrew's got massively wrong. Dig them up, find them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's loads now. Are going to be inundated. Oh well. Um, right. Your question. Uh, my question. Let's have a look. Uh, okay, this is from. At Eliza, she says, I can't really remember the context of this. Will you apologise for saying dogs are great? Because they're clearly not great, and I am offended. Well, Eliza, we've had, in the very recent uh, past on this podcast, a discussion about where people have been wrong. Mm. Where James and I got it wrong, wrong, wrong. And we've held mm. our hands up and said, look, we've, we've had our moments We don't claim to be infallible. But this is perhaps the wrongest thing I've ever, ever heard. Dogs are great. I'm not saying that they're the only thing that's great. Perhaps you're a cat person. Maybe you like cats. And there is sometimes a rivalry between people who say cats are great and dogs are great. I say like what you like. You can like cats and dogs. I've had a number of cats. I had Bill the cat. He was a great cat, but he died. I still thought he was great, though. But also, dogs are great. I don't understand how people can think dogs are great. And I'm deeply, deeply suspicious of people who don't like dogs. I really am. I I agree with you. Uh, There's a brilliant video. Mrs. Blog sent sent it to me uh, last week of this man. He's a Russian man. And he walks into a room with about eight pug puppies. And then he just lies on the floor, talking in Russian, going, and the puppies just go, and and they're they're just trying to love him to death. Anyone that doesn't like puppies, there's something wrong with them. They're missing something. Mm. There's something very, very wrong with them. And I don't trust them, and I wouldn't do business with them. So any business dealings between you and Eliza are off? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad we've cleared that up. Yeah. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's a there's a dog in my new place. It's a beagle, um, and it's very lovely. I'm enjoying its company enormously. Mm. Yeah. Although there is hair absolutely everywhere. Well, they are hairy. They yeah. are hairy. The hairless dogs are not not nice. They're, they're not, not the my nicest. favorite. No. No. Chinese crested thingies. I think they're called. <laughs> I see. They're not I the see. best dogs. But look, dogs are great. 
And uh, I think uh, to cover up all the tweets about people um, pointing out where I was wrong, people should tweet pictures of their own dogs at us. That would be oh, great. I'd like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, let's see your dogs, folks. Let's have it. Yeah. All right, here's a question. Um, and this one comes from Taniel Comus. Okay. the double A thing going on. And he wants to know, I'm, I'm a bit late with this, but with the season over, who is your favourite character from Game of Thrones? Well, I so listen. I'm I'm behind Game of Thrones. I've only seen about two series. Right. So I imagine everyone who I know from it is already dead. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the way it goes. Yeah. But I like um, oh, what is his name? I'm going to have to Google something now. Gandalf. Yeah, that's it. I like Obi Wan. <laughs> he's he's my favourite. Um, Oh, Peter Dinklage, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, don't tell me if he's dead or not. Tyrion. Tyrion yeah. Lannister. But he's he's good fun. He's I not like dead. Him. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler for everyone. Yeah. If you know someone's not dead in Game of Thrones, you know they're basically king or something because they're just all that's left standing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I like him. All what right. about you? Uh, I like the Hound. The Hound. He was the big guy. And, uh, it, oh, right, yeah, yeah. This, I'm going to have to play this scene because it, it is one of the the great scenes from Game of Thrones. You still got it. Oh, what? My sword. Needle. Needle. Of course you named your sword. Lots of people name their swords. Lots of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, um, that's my... That's my favourite scene, I think, of all time from Game of Thrones. I should probably say the dragon woman, the... Um, oh, yes. The she... Khaleesi, because she came to see me in a show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she? Uh, she didn't subsequently follow you on Twitter or anything? She's or... not on Twitter, Andrew, otherwise I'm sure she would have done. Oh, right. Well, that explains... That's the why. Yeah. That's yeah. why. So, yeah, that's... I should probably say her. The dragon woman, yeah. That's her full name, isn't it? Well, yeah, well, she's certainly not in any danger of being typecast there. Okay. The dragon good. woman. She should make a remake of, uh, what was that great film? Pete's Dragon. Do you remember that? Of course I remember Pete's Dragon, mate, yeah. yeah well, you're, you're particularly dragon-esque, aren't you, with your dinosaurs and cartoons and all that? Yeah, sort of ancient and mythical reptiles. That's oh, my whole thing. Actually, I got an email this morning from... Denver the Last Dinosaur. No, no. not him. Um, let me see. Bum, 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 bum. From Trey, who sent us Gunasaurus Zilla. Remember we were talking about it, like uh, Gunasaurus yeah, yeah. going, going on, on a rampage. rampage. I'm just tweeting it right at this very moment. So if you can get on Twitter, you can have a look at it. I'm, on I'm Twitter, just going to tweet it. And look at this. Isn't that brilliant? Oh, that is awesome. So, I mean, I know this is not a visual medium, but guys, do you want to check this out on Twitter? Yeah. You can see it on my timeline right now. It's Gunasaurus Zilla laying waste to the landscape, burning buildings with his mighty power and and big feet and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's cool. Very cool. Yes. Um, any more? Are we doing any more? Yeah, go on, do another one. And I'll have one more then and we'll, we'll probably right. have to call it a day after that. Right, now this is a stupid question. He's already had a question on, I think, Simon King. Yeah. What can I say? He's prolific. He says... Now you're, you're you... setting dangerous precedents again. I you know. did this before. I know. It's like I just don't care about the rules in a way. Yeah. So he goes, have you considered changing the blog to discuss asses of the world during the summer and avoid transfer speculation? No. <laughs> Can I ask you something? You, do you, you know how on your 
um, like Google Analytics, you can see what people have typed in order to arrive at Arsblog. Oh, yeah. You must get some interesting stuff. There, there have been some interesting things, all right, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for, from time to time, I do... Um, I... I look those up and look at some of the some of the search engine r- referrals or the way that people have arrived, you know. Mm. Um, and I must just do a few here now while we're speaking about it. Yeah, because obviously, you know, it is a good name. It's a name clearly alluding to Arsenal, but it could be misinterpreted. Yeah, it could well be. Um, I'm just trying to search queries. Here we go. Um, so it'll probably give me the f- the top the top ten search queries. Oh no, that's AdWords. Where is all my uh, Where's my search queries in general? Um, boom, boom, boom. Let's see. Uh, site search. No, we don't have that. Search. Have you ever like gone into a meeting and they've said, what's the name of your site? And you've said Askblog and they've clearly thought, we're, I'm in the wrong meeting. Uh, no, that hasn't quite happened, thankfully. <laughs> um, let me see. Source. I don't know where the search things are. Google. I get emails... Um, from people who want to talk to me about guns, like actual guns. Really? I think there is a gunner blog in America, you know, with a dash in it or something, and it's about, you know, gun licensing and yeah, things like that. So, yeah, I genuinely get emails about that from time to time. Right. I can't find where the search terms is in Google Analytics. Um, bom, bom, bom. There's all kinds of stuff in here, like geolocation and all that kind of stuff, but I can't Amazing. find where the um, where the search stuff is. That's weird. Query, maybe this is it. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. Um, at last, I have some here. So I'm going to show 500 rows. So the top query is Arsblog. The next one is Arsenal. For some reason, and this is only for the month of... Um, this is only for the month of June. July. June, yeah. Uh, June, Arsenal versus June. Aston Villa. Oh, of course, that's the FA Cup final. Ah, Anouk Hugendijk. Oh, she's a, doing well, is she? She's doing. She's doing quite well. There's Ars Blog as two separate words. Mm, suspicious. Dick Law is in there. Yeah, <laughs> he's in there. Let's see what else we have. Michael Ricketts. That's an mm. interesting one. Um, all your fabled Michael Ricketts content. Yeah, Ara, Ara's blog. So that's Ars blog spelled incorrectly. Right. Let's see what else is down here. Um, boom, boom. Jack Wilshire goal. They're very good. Very good goals generally when he does bother to score them. Gunner blog is in there. Come on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Oh, Mork calling Orson. Of course. Yes. That's quite a good one. What does, yeah. the, what does the FC stand for in soccer? <laughs> That's great. That's a pretty good one. That's what great. What does the FC stand for in soccer? Now we're just getting into some crazy things. Gunner's blog. Who is That's... Gunner blog? <laughs> That's Uh-oh. probably one of my people who's taking photos of me in the street or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who is going to block? So I imagine that's all in caps, furious, lots of question marks afterwards. Yeah, let me see what else. Uh, yeah. Um, why Why are we talking about this? I can't remember. Are you going to change the blog to be about arses? No, no, because I think, um, you know, generally speaking, arses aren't, um, 
yeah, we don't we don't need to look at arses. There's enough okay. on the internet to look, you know, to find arses. You can find arses wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, on every street. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, you got another one? I, I do have one final question, and this is from... Ah, uh, shit. I did have it there. <laughs> ah, crap. Where the hell is it? Uh, oh, maybe I went over it with my... Oh, shit. I went over it with uh, analytics. I think that was the first one I did. Come on. Oh, yes. Okay, this one comes from Arson's Handbrake. And he mm-hmm. wants to know, it's at Tom Singleton 82 do you think it would be funny if James stabbed Shia LaBeouf in the leg with a compass? <laughs> uh, yes, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. It would be really funny. Because he'd probably do, like, a YouTube rant about it, wouldn't he? Go crazy. Yeah, well, I could do a little on the wistful video as well. Yeah, with my analysis of the events. Yeah, about how it was an even encounter. You know, we gave we all gave our best or something. Yeah. Some sort of banality, and then um, yeah, why not? Let's make it happen. I actually auditioned once to be in a film with Shia LaBeouf, and apparently he was quite keen on on getting me to do it. But then they gave the part to Ron Weasley. Right. Was this the film where he had uh, actual sex with all the actors? I think it was. It was one of those mental ones. I, I, it was a really weird, like, art film, yeah. Mm. Um, but this is a shame, because had I got the part, I would have been in the proximity to stab him. In the leg with a compass? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about stabbing him fatally, because that would no, be... No, that's wrong. I'm not a violent man. Yeah. But give me a compass and anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Have we made it to the end? I think so. That's brilliant. I can put the cheese grater down. I was just going to say, though, the last few minutes haven't been great, and I think <laughs> by way of uh, making recompense, you should injure yourself in some way. Okay. Well, why don't I do that as we play out? All right. Okay. All right. Uh, ignore the screams, folks. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.